Hello guys, happy Monday, have a new upload day, super, super exciting stuff, might I say. Um, I hope you guys had a great week last week, and I hope that you guys have a great week the rest of the week. I know a lot of people are already starting classes, which is hard. I'm, I'm thinking of you guys who have already started classes. I don't start until February 1st. We've had a super long break. It's been so nice. But for anyone who's already started, I hope that you guys had a great first week of classes, whether you're in person, on Zoom, wherever. I hope that it was nice and you're getting settled into your classes. Personally, I'm having some difficulties with my schedule and like I'm trying to resolve it, but it's like above me at this point. So I'm just waiting for the registrar to get back to me, but I hope it gets settled out. Um, worst case scenario, I have to drop a class, which is frustrating because if I take, I'm, I'm signed up for five classes right now, 20 credits. And if I do 20 credits a semester, I'll be able to graduate a semester early. So I'm just hoping everything works out the way I need it to. I would prefer to do 20 credits this semester while I'm online because online has just been a lot easier for me personally. And I think I could handle 20 credits online more than I could handle 20 credits in person. So that's enough about me and how I'm doing. Let's go ahead and get straight into my favorite of the week. So my favorite of the week is actually something related to skincare, and I'm super excited to share this product with you guys. I think it's life-changing, and it'll help a lot of you out if you do suffer from acne. I've had relatively clear skin since, like, senior year of high school when I was prescribed this acne medication from my dermatologist, but every now and then I still have a flare-up, a breakout, or texture. And so I went on the hunt to find some type of pill because everything I'm doing right now is topical, you know, topical treatments. And I feel like topical treatments only work so much, you know, up to a certain extent until your skin gets used to it. And so I was doing research and I was watching videos online from, you know, skincare people, YouTubers I like, whatever. And I came across this video of one of my favorite YouTubers talking about how she cleared up her skin and she uses two um, pills, two main like pill supplements. One is niacinamide, which I already use niacinamide from the ordinary. I use the like, um, it's like a serum, a niacinamide serum. So I was like, okay, I don't really think I need that. But then she talked about this thing called pantothenic acid and she orders it from Amazon. It comes with a ton. Oh my goodness. It comes with so many pills. And she was saying how she was super dosed on them and take like 10 a day which you can do it's very safe to do uh, which I like with this type of supplement because obviously it's over the counter they're not going to give you something that you can't super dose on over the counter and so because her skin was you know pretty bad she would super dose and take 10 a day um in like two week intervals so she would like take 10 a day for like two weeks and then like take a break and like not take any or like take a few a little bit I don't exactly remember but yeah she was super dose take a break super dose and her skin cleared up exponentially and as like i watch her you know i'm subscribed to her um as a watcher of her i noticed it like i noticed her skin improved drastically like, okay like i need to try this for myself because um towards like the end of october 
beginning of November, I was breaking out pretty badly. And, you know, acne is natural and, you know, it shouldn't be something that hinders our confidence, but it does. It does. And it's hard to feel good in your skin when you are breaking out. And so I ordered it from Amazon. I want to say it was like $15. And I started with two a day. And I wasn't really noticing that much of a difference. So I started taking four a day. And oh my God, guys, my skin is the best it's been since I first started taking my acne medication senior year of high school. Like my skin is so clear. It is super even. It's plump. It just feels good. I feel good. I'm just so happy with the results from this. And so it's my favorite of the week because I'm finally at the point where like I can really notice the difference that it's making. And I wanted to recommend it to you guys, you know. And so, of course, take it at your own discretion. The YouTuber who recommended it is not a skincare expert. I am not a skincare expert. Um, she did claim to have done a lot of research about it. And that's why I trusted her opinion. But, of course, do your own research on it before you take anything. Um, if you're on birth control, if you're on any other medications, maybe look into how it plays into that. I don't know. But I will have the video of hers that I watched in the episode descriptions if you want to watch it for yourself. And I'll also have a link to buy it online. I bought mine on Amazon, I think for like $15, like I said, and I'm still on my first bottle. It comes with so much. So it's lasted me a really long time, which I really appreciate. So yeah, give it a go. Check out the links, do your own research. Obviously, not everything works for everyone. So yeah, but I don't think it could hurt. I don't think it could hurt. I mean, obviously, this is coming from someone who is not an expert about any of this, but, you know, I'm, I've been fine. I've been fine. So I think that you guys will be fine, too, if you want to check it out. And as for my pop culture take of the week, honestly, I haven't been on social media that much recently, but there was something that I peeped that grinded my gears a little bit, and I wanted to talk about it because... This one person in particular, someone who pisses me off a lot, and I, I mentioned him in my last episode, I'm pretty sure, but this has to deal with James Charles quote-tweeting Asian Doll. And, you know, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it. Basically, she had tweeted, Asian had tweeted that Paying more than $150 for a full face of makeup was ridiculous and like she would never do that, blah, blah, blah. Which personally, I agree. Um, I'm not paying, honestly, me, the way my prices are set up, I'm not paying more than like $75 for a full face of makeup. But especially $150, like that's a lot of money for makeup, in my opinion. And like I agree with her, a lot of people agreed with her. And the context of the tweet is that she's talking about like hood prices. She's talking about the girl next door. She's not talking about a celebrity makeup artist. She's not talking about nothing like that. She's talking about, you know, some local makeup prices. $150 is too much. I agree with her, right? She tweeted that, whatever. Here comes Mr. James Charles with his opinions that nobody cares about. And let me just find the tweet so I can read it verbatim because I don't want to get it wrong. Okay, so he said, what is stupid tweet? One foundation can cost $50. Artists have to buy every shade for their kit, and that's just the first step. It's expensive to work as an MUA. Either pay an artist's rate for their time and skill, do it yourself, or get it done at a counter and risk looking busted. Now, 
Like I said, I agree with Asian that that is a lot for just little old Sally down the street who does makeup. But I can also kind of understand where James is coming from, right? I'm not completely against what he said. I can kind of understand it depending on, you know, their work, you know, their experience, if they're licensed, all that stuff. I think that definitely plays a part in how much I would be willing to pay, right? But I think what kind of like made me mad about this is that he did have a tone. He had a tone talking to someone who wasn't even talking to him, doesn't really know who he is, like, and James has this issue of involving himself in black people's business. You don't need to involve yourself. This is not the tweet for you to respond to, especially not someone like Asian doll, especially not someone like that. Like, just stay out of our business. Like, why do you care? Why do you care? He did this with, was it Alicia Keys? I think when, was it Alicia Keys? I believe Alicia Keys came out with a skincare line, but like the press around it was very vague and a lot of people assumed that it was a makeup line that she was coming out with. And like everyone, Alicia Keys doesn't wear makeup. So a lot of people were like, huh? Like, oh, okay, you know? But especially James Charles, he made a really, really nasty tweet about it. Like, oh my gosh, why does everyone celebrity think that they can just come out with makeup? Like, why are you trying to, why are you, why are you in a black woman's business? Why do you care? And so this wasn't, you know, obviously that's, that's big of a deal but you know I definitely think that people were pretty polarized like either they were like why is you know he can say what he wants to say like he's an MUA which you know true but also at the same time like why are you in her business like why do you care why are you um speaking on something that you don't even know the full context of because even Asian went on to clarify in a later tweet that she she was talking about hood prices she was talking about local anyway she wasn't talking about very very experienced like doing celebrity clientele like blah 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 she wasn't talking about that so you know he always does some stuff that I just don't don't like I don't like it's always something with him but yeah just wanted to rant a little bit about that but now we can get into the topic of today's episode which I didn't say I, I think that's just going to be a recurring thing for me, like never saying what the topic is at the beginning of the episode, but it's obviously going to be in the episode like title or whatever, but I kind of just wanted, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about Joe's plans after inaugurations, like what we can expect from him immediately. I think that a lot of people have their own ideas about what's going to happen and um, obviously this is a, di- a different situation than we've been in as a country with going from such a terrible, horrific presidency to hopefully a much better one and one that actually takes science into consideration and black people into consideration. You know, just a much, much better president is on the rise, I hope. And he's made it clear that there's certain things that he plans to implement as soon as he's in office. And I just wanted to take this episode to talk about some of those things and make some of you guys aware of them if you weren't, because I haven't really seen too many like posts on social media, at least about his plans after immediately following inauguration. This is more of like a reading an article type of thing, listening to the news and podcasts and stuff. So 
I have pulled up, uh, let me find it. This is CNBC that I'm going to be getting most of my information from. And yeah, I just want to talk about it, talk about what I think about it. And yeah, not, there's not really much else to it. Like I said, probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode just because it's not, there's not too, too much to talk about. But I'm excited. Um, I've already read over a lot of this stuff and it just is so exciting to me. I'm, I'm like elated, like joyous. We have been waiting for this day for four years now. Like it's just really exciting. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. So if you've even been like remotely involved in Joe Biden's campaign, you know that he's made it very clear from the start, as soon as he gets into office, he is going to get some ish done. And so he's kind of calling it like a 10-day blitz of executive action, meaning that he plans to sign X amount of executive orders in order to reverse a lot of the damage that Trump has done, like immediately, like just get the ball rolling. And so an executive order is something that is signed written and published directly from the president of the United States and it manages federal operations. And so they're very important and they're very effective because they instantly go into action, right? Um, Just for an example, um, a recent-ish executive order was one of Trump's, which was the Muslim travel ban. It was really disgusting. I actually remember exactly where I was reading about it and just being like what what is our country turning into under this tyrant <laughs> and um yeah it went into effect and so with executive orders Biden has a lot of power to directly change a lot of this stuff that Trump has issued And so with this 10-day blitz, he is going to be implementing executive orders to directly help the four crisis, crisis, the four crisis. Yeah, the four, (laughs) I can't read the four crisis, which he is referring to as COVID-19, the economic downturn, racial injustice, and climate change. Those are all things that I care about, and I hope you guys care about it too. I'm assuming you guys do. And so, starting with on Wednesday, because I guess he has these directly dated when he plans on um, rolling them out, which is nice. He has a plan. I like it. He has, like, a very, like, set plan. Like, it's not just, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. No, he knows when he's going to do it. I like it. I like it, Joe. But yeah, on Wednesday, he plans on rejoining the Paris Climate Change Agreement and reversing President Trump's travel ban, which applies to several Muslim-majority countries. Biden will also require masks on federal property and interstate travel and take action to extend eviction and foreclosure restrictions. So yeah, like I said, I I actually didn't know that the travel ban was included in one of the things that he was going to like reverse this quickly, but that's great. That he's getting started with that on the Paris Climate Change Agreement. Yeah, I mean, again, one of the things that Trump got us out of, and I was like, why? Like, literally, why? Like, you don't believe in science that much that you're, what? 
make it make sense. It didn't make sense. And so putting us back in it does make sense, a lot of sense. Um, Climate change is something that we talk about, but I think because of a lot of the other things that plague our nation that are a lot more in our face, a lot more visual, a lot more um, publicized, it's it's kind of hard to you know be thinking about climate change as often as we're thinking about racial injustice and economic disparities and housing disparities and just all this stuff. It's it's hard, um, but it's it's so important. It's just as important because without a stable climate, we won't be here to fix racial injustice. We won't be here to fix immigration laws and all that other stuff. Like we need a healthy climate, a healthy planet to do all of this on and. Yeah, just super exciting that that is one of the things that he's just hitting the ball with. Because obviously our time is limited and we don't have forever to um, get things back on track. And we'll never be able to completely reverse it. But we can slow it down. We can slow it down significantly with just honestly not even that many changes in our daily lifestyle um, at all. It's more so like companies at a at a corporation level and businesses that, and pharmas and, um, not pharmas, <laughs> um, what are they called? Uh, I don't remember the name of them, but like big, large scale farms, there's a name for them. I learned about it in AP environmental science, senior year of high school, but yeah, just addressing that will make all the difference. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, and then extending eviction and foreclosure restrictions, again, something that isn't talked about a lot, um, at all. I actually read a book in my sociology class last semester about the eviction crisis. And it's like, it's one of those things, you know, is an issue, but you don't know, you don't know how bad it is until you really take the time to learn about it. And oh my goodness, landlords and just the renting culture as a whole is really, really disgusting. And there's a lot that goes on that is just keeping a lot of poor people poor. And of course, you know, we live in a capitalist society. That's going to happen regardless, but it's made even worse by the power that landlords hold and, um, the eviction crisis and just all that stuff. So I'm really excited to see exactly what he implements, like what is exactly written into the executive order that helps with that. Um, But it's just really, really exciting. So this website, CNBC, says that this is happening on Wednesday. So the 20... Oh, inauguration. It's happening on inauguration. Okay, I mean, shoot. Okay, cool. That... (laughs) I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what I thought, but okay, that's, that's great. Awesome. Okay. So for Thursday, it says that Biden will sign executive actions related to reopening schools and businesses. And Friday, he will direct his cabinet agencies to take immediate action to deliver economic relief to working families bearing the brunt of this crisis. So I'm assuming that that means that he is going to take a little bit of power away from the states and making their own decisions in terms of reopening schools and businesses. Um, Because obviously things are not getting better. We're not at the point 
in America, like other nations are at, where things are better and things are getting better, it's actually getting worse. Every single day, it is getting worse. And so the fact that schools are reopening and businesses are reopening are, you know, direct direct causes of, or not direct causes, but direct effects of states having a lot of leniency and a lot of power to make their own decisions um, with their own COVID protocols. And like, I think me and a lot of other liberals and Democrats would agree that this should have been something that the federal government took care of from the jump. They should have made a mask mandate from the jump. And um, obviously, you know, states having more agency and more power is a right a right leaning ideal. Um, typically, liberals and Democrats believe more in central government power and having a Senate majority be Republican and having a Republican president make that a lot harder. But I'm assuming that that's what this is going to be. He's going to make it a little bit more strict. I'm hoping. It doesn't really go into that much detail about what exactly is going to be written into this executive order with schools and businesses, but that's what I'm kind of assuming. Just with how he's talking about COVID and like putting us back on track. Well, we were never on track, but putting us on track to lower our numbers for once and for all. Um, so, you know, I don't think that that would be opening more schools and opening more businesses. I would assume that that, that would be the opposite. So hopefully that's what that is. Um, and again, the um, economic relief he plans on issuing out a $1.9 billion COVID-19 relief agenda. And so I'm pretty sure that includes stimulus for everybody, um, help with child care. So like if you have children, you'll get more money. Um, I'm also thinking that that includes his plan to increase the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Um, yeah, I kind of teared up when I saw that, not going to lie. Um, I get paid pretty well at my job compared to other hourly jobs um, at the mall and kind of just in general. I get paid pretty well and I'm not complaining, but $15 would be great. And not just for me, like, you know, obviously I'm very blessed to still live with my parents and I don't have any bills to pay and all that stuff, but there's plenty of people who are making minimum wage and they are paying the bills. They do have children to take care of. You know, it's not as easy as, you know, it might be for me or other um, young adults who are still under the care of their parents or their guardians. And so, again, just super exciting stuff. Okay, sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. His nails are really long and really loud. Um, and he's making a lot of noise, but anyways... The next thing that it says is the following week, Biden will take significant early actions to advance equity and support communities of color and other underserved communities. He will also take action to address climate change, expand access to health care and restore dignity to our immigration system and our border policies. Again, all good things. I, oh my gosh, this is exciting. Again, it isn't going to super, super, super detailed um, examples and like, all that stuff, but 
just for me, that alone, I'm like, this is great. And it's pretty progressive. Like, Joe is a known, like, moderate Democrat. Like, he is not radical by any means. He's not even, like, liberal by any means. But I think a lot of what he's doing is correcting Trump's mistakes and going above them. And because of that, it, this is pretty progressive stuff. I mean, raising minimum wage is progressive. It's not something that has been done in decades. <laughs> so at least not at the federal level. Now, a lot of states have raised their own minimum wage, which is great. Um, that's mainly northern states, <laughs> though, and like I think California. Um, but southern states are still at some dollars from my understanding. So this is just really, really exciting stuff. I'm pumped, especially as like a politics person, a political science major. This is all really, really important to me. And, and even if you're not, if you are in an underserved community, if you are a minority, if you are a woman, you know, if you are anyone but a white man, <laughs> this stuff should, should matter a lot to you. And even if you are a white man, you should care about other people. So this stuff should matter to you too, regardless. Um, but I'm just really excited. Um, that's pretty much most of what is out about this. There isn't too much. Like I said, there's not too much more detail into some of the other executive orders that he's planning on rolling out but yeah inauguration is coming up and it's supposed to be like cool it's supposed to have like singers and stuff I don't know it's supposed to be like a good inauguration I'm excited I think I'll be watching I don't have work um so I'll, I'll probably be watching most of it hopefully but yeah it seems like it's gonna be pretty lit I am praying like literally praying that nothing happens at the capitol because i just want to be able to watch the inauguration i want to be able to celebrate a new era not with trump in it like i do not want to have to worry about having to change the news and watch what's going on at the capitol like i just want to watch inauguration i want to be happy i want to celebrate um i'm excited to hear kamala's speech i know that she's just a great public speaker altogether. And I'm sure she's going to say some really inspirational stuff. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that it is in person, which I'm kind of surprised that it's in person. Um, I heard some like some news through the grapevine that it was going to be virtual which makes sense, in my opinion, for it to be virtual. But no, it's going to be in person. Um, it's going to be socially distanced. Of course, everyone will have to wear a mask. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the amount of tickets is like heavily reduced. It's usually like 200,000 tickets um, that are available for members of Congress. But now every lawmaker gets two tickets. So... Yeah, it's going to be a lot smaller than usual. Yeah. So, I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous, of course, about what the writers are planning. I feel like they might are, they might do something. 
I feel like they might do something, to be honest. So we're just going to have to see. We're just going to have to see. Oh, I almost forgot to talk about um, something else related to COVID. Um, Biden has set a goal of ejecting 100 million doses of coronavirus vaccine in his first 100 days of office. And according to Klain, Ron Klain, I was like, who is Klain? Ron Klain, his his chief of staff. I was like, what? Who is that? Um, But according to Ron Klain, um, he's on pace to meet it. So we're expected to meet that. I'm super excited about that. Um, I didn't know that his goal was that high but i think that should work hopefully they order more vaccines because apparently trump did not order enough um at least not compared to what the other nations ordered and like they asked him like trump are you sure you don't want to get more he was like no so hopefully they order more um yeah i think that was the last thing i wanted to talk about i almost forgot to talk about but yeah that was yeah that's that (laughs) So I hope you guys liked this episode. Like I said, a little bit shorter than my episodes usually are. But I just kind of want to talk about that. Make, inform you guys, you know, a little bit NPR style. Just talking about what's going on. Um, if you are unaware, so you can, you know, spread this information with your friends, your family. Send on this podcast, whatever the case is. If you were unaware of exactly what he was planning on doing, his first week or two in office now you know and i'm just really excited to see all of this unfold in real time um it's i've said excited so many times this episode but like that's the like that's truly how i'm feeling about all this just excited and like like i can finally breathe again and just like let out a sigh of relief like things are finally going to, to get done the right way the moral way. And I actually kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because I was hanging out with one of my aunts yesterday, my aunt Anne. And I guess in my first episode, I described liberals as like the moral ideology or Democrats as the moral party. And I use that language because that's kind of what I was taught um, in my government class, in the textbook that we were reading. That's how they describe liberals and Democrats as, you know, the morally sound party, the party that cares about other people collectively rather than the individual. And she she questioned me in that, well, you do realize that every party believes that their morals are the right morals and that they're morally correct. And I never thought about it like that at all. I never thought about it like that. And so I kind of just wanted to clarify if you also kind of have the same thoughts that she had when listening to my first episode. When I said that, I was referring to the fact that liberals and Democrats put the collective good, the collective good of everyone over the individual versus Republicans and conservatives who believe that the individual is at fault for their own issues. It's everything that happens to them is their problem. You know, they don't need someone else to fix their problems for them. They need to pick themselves up by the bootstraps, you know. So I kind of want to clarify that because what she said made complete sense. And like I said, I never thought about it that way. But, you know, she's correct. She's completely correct in that 
of course, everyone's gonna think that you know their morals are the right morals. Morals are subjective. What you believe to be immoral or moral or amoral is subjective, and that's something that I I've never really thought of in that way. And I kind of want to start, you know, thinking about things that are subjective for what they are a little bit more. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, just wanted to clarify that before I moved on with any more, you know, political episodes and stuff like that. But as always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm pretty sure I said this episode is going to be about QAnon, but I really wanted to talk about what is going to, what we can look forward to in this next couple of weeks, what is going to be happening with Joe, um, my thoughts on it all. And I think it's pretty obvious that my thoughts are very positive. I'm really excited about it. I can't complain about anything that he's proposing, not yet at least. And so I'm just looking forward to everything. My next episode will probably be about QAnon. Okay, I have my notes. I've been researching. I'm really excited to talk about what I'm going to be talking about. Um, so yeah, you can look forward to that. It's going to be a good episode because QAnons are crazy. And there's so much to talk about when it comes to them. And it's going to be really interesting. I don't think a lot of people know that much about them, to be honest. Like, we only know that I think that most people only know that they're just crazy conspiracy theorists. But, like, what are their theories? So I'm excited about that. As always, be sure to follow me on my Instagram. It's always in the episode descriptions, my personal one and my podcast one. Share this episode with your friends and families. Um, Share it with people who are skeptical about Joe and what he plans to do because I'm sure this might make some people a little bit more excited, a little bit more hopeful, hopefully, hopefully. Um, And as always, have a great rest of your week. Send you guys lots of love and lots of, yeah, lots of love. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye.